Hi, welcome to Season 2 of the Silverline Podcast, an audio version of our video streams that we hold weekly. They're edited a little bit to make them a little more concise. My name is Roland Mann. I'm the head honcho at Silverline, and we have a great time making fun comics that we think that you'll enjoy. So thank you for listening, and maybe go check out some of our comics if you haven't already. This episode is titled Martial Arts and Comics. It originally aired January 27th, 2021. All right, gentlemen, who wants to get the ball rolling? I am going to outright admit, I'm not even going to pretend tonight that I know what I'm talking about. Uh, martial arts is not a world. I did I did karate till I was about white, white yellow. Was there a brown belt? No, wait. Brown's way up. No. White, Purple, yellow, orange. 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 I, yeah. See, I got the orange belt, and then... Nice. And that's about as far as I got. You didn't go to green, blue, purple. Didn't, no. didn't go to the green, blue, purple, or the red, brown, black. Okay. No. Didn't, didn't pick no. up any uh, McMap when he had the chance in the Coast Guard? It, mm, no. no I, <laughs> we, in the Coast Guard, we learned to wail on people with an extended Yeah, we, we beat people shoot, with objects. Yeah, and yeah. Shoot, that's awesome. shot, shoot shotguns. Yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> so, a COC. Yeah, and they, and they teach you they teach you that to not fight fair. I mean, really. It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, yeah, it's... It's, yeah. It's, well, I mean, if you're fighting, if the idea is to yeah. kill someone, just, right? If yeah. your life is in danger, <laughs> why, would, why would you fight fair? That's what I've always told you. People. Want yeah. to win, right? Yes. If you want to win, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shoot center mass. Right. <laughs> they just poke their head up. Shoot center mass. So my my martial arts knowledge is is limited. First of all, and then next, the martial arts characters knowledge. I could probably go with the uh, the easy easy ones to list off, but that's not what we do here. We'll start with the easy, and then I, we're going to dig deep into the into the deep tracks of uh, okay. of who who fights with the, the 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 martial arts. And and if we can't keep on track, if we if we start to go off the rails, I will take it to marital arts or Martian arts. Okay, so <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> before we, before we get too deep down the rabbit hole. In the chat, uh, John Martin says he'll join in in our uh, Silver Line Cage match uh, stretch goal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't fight fair. I don't fight fair. He's going to turn this into a Silver Line Royal Rumble one year. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Roland wants to know what uh, C's favorite bad guy from Rejects oh. is. Oh, uh, I have to go with, he's called the, the, um, the Dire Louse. Just kind of a uh, little shrippy kind of character who uses his lice to uh oh, gross. <laughs> to, wow. To fight, so okay. He's real kind All of right. a, you know, a dirty little guy. I like him. I like growing him. Oh no. Which discipline or school does Louse control flounder? Right. Praying mantis control. So who let's uh let's start with we'll start with the easy ones easy ones who uses martial arts in the comic book world in a comic book character uses mostly fisticuffs or chopacuffs. <laughs> well, you've got your obvious you know most mainstream. Um, do, do we do we talk about? mainstream the yeah. big oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay all right, all right. Whatever you want. i didn't want to break any protocols <laughs> we, we keep it putting the five for fighting corner or anything so we mostly advertise uh, indie, but comics is comics so we're talking yep, about that's it all. right um okay so uh, obviously daredevil and batman yep. come yep. to mind 
you know, yep. immediately. Uh, uh, got, and then uh, if you go ahead, go doesn't ahead. say also we got Iron Fist and Shane Chi. Obviously, uh, and yeah. Just, yeah, I think the master of kung fu uses martial arts. <laughs> yeah, some yeah, some in his name. One might assume. Yeah, uh, I don't Kendall martial arts, so one could say Silver Samurai. <laughs> okay, uh, you know, one could also say Lady Shiva. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, um, there's also Cassandra Cain. If you want to get deep into the Batman mythos and go for Batgirl three, yeah, yeah. Um, you know. Uh, then uh, over at DC, you know, people don't know as much about the DC martial artists, but I did a pitch with Mike Barron once where we were trying to push a story with uh, Richard Dragon, and uh, which I, I didn't know much about him, but I did a little research on him too. Um, and Lady Shiva and Batgirl 3. Uh, so we were kind of trying to get the, into the sort of the deeper cut DC martial arts characters, which... It was kind of cool reading about him, you know. I, I'm sure you guys probably have those those big giant encyclopedias, like Encyclopedia of DC Comics, Encyclopedia of Marvel, and you dig through. Do y'all have that? It's you know upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's holding up my speakers. Right now. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, anyway, those are kind of cool to, to flip through. But uh, I don't know, man. Iron Fist, like, was my always my like obvious go to if I thought, you know, martial arts comic. I always thought either Master of Kung Fu or Iron Fist. So. Mm. You know, you nailed it there. Let's see, I'm pulling up a list to see if anyone has any good indies listed. Because, uh, I mean, obviously the the mainstream ones, because everyone thinks uh, for whatever reason we developed the stereotype. The superhero also has a background in martial arts because it just right. makes sense. Sure, yeah. <laughs> they got to fight. Yeah, but uh, a lot of indies, because uh, indies do not necessarily have to deal too much with fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, the to be. They're not limited to just capes, so we don't. I, uh, there's not too many kung fu indies that really break out as well as, as uh, mm-hmm. mainstream ones, except for Cat and Mouse. Except for Cat and Mouse, Cat and Mouse, yeah. Mouse, yeah, yeah. Mouse. Yeah, I mean, because when I was giving my input on that with with Roland, we were developing it. I I was like, let's bring Ninja into it, just because you know Ninja comic books right. and. Um, the one cool thing about that was, you know, there's the character of Kunoichi, the the um, actual Japanese ninja, um, yeah. and that was that was kind of cool because I kind of when I was drawing her at first, I was thinking, you know, Psylocke without the mutant powers, just, just kind of I guess Culling Wing esque in a way, um, and they're just fun to draw too because you can use visual cues from the particular ethnic backgrounds, you know, and then if you know it a little bit deeper, you know, for the the Kung Fu users, you can get a little more ornate. And then for the Japanese users, you can get a little more streamlined and simplified, you know, go for the Zen quiet design. I don't know. That's a little esoteric, but. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe it makes sense <laughs> i don't know um, oh, i like because it. i always try to inform my design based on the history of the martial art mm-hmm. i mean I, I always use the todd mcfarlane if it's cool draw it filter by the way which <laughs> right literally guys i mean i don't know if you guys go through this when you create stuff or draw stuff but one of the biggest internal tug of wars i used to have i don't have any more or try not to is what I call the realism editor. 
you ever guys ever have to wrestle with the realism editor? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that wouldn't work because <laughs> if he had a cape like that, he couldn't fight. Right? <laughs> oh my God, if he had chains like that around him, I mean, you couldn't right, even move. Never, the God who's wearing that kill to just. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, nobody does. That, you know. And so I learned. You know, I went through the whole Chris Nolan. Everything has to be realistic, just like mm. in Dark Knight. You know, and. Gotham City has to look like Chicago and all that. I went through all that for a while, reference, reference, reference. And then I, I let that go and went back to, you know what? Reference isn't fun. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I, yeah. it's, like, it's good practice to draw from reference, but man, I'd rather see fins and statues 100 feet tall in Gotham City. And, you know, I mean, am I, am I the only person that wants that? I mean, I like the yeah. fantasy the, elements. Believe it or not, that's what I liked about the the... <clears throat> the Burton Batman's and yeah. yes, even the Schumacher Batman's yeah. was because <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, oh, horrible. But no, but because of that fantasy aspect to Gotham yeah. City, it was a different mm-hmm. place. Yeah. It was it it made you feel like you were someplace different as opposed to like the Nolan Batman's that kind of you know, you were just in a city somewhere. It could have been anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like the flavor of that. But anyway, not to go too far off track, basically just I finally let go of the idea. And and the reason I did was I watched this interview with Todd McFarlane and he was talking about when he was designing Spawn and he hit on something that I've discovered when I, when I create characters <clears throat> is you start thinking too much about, is this realistic enough? Would, would this work as a costume? If, if I sold this as an option to Hollywood and you just start like changing everything you do, yeah. at least I did. And then I saw this interview and Todd goes, they were asking like, well, how did you like come up with the, you know, the, the costume for, for Spawn or whatever? They, they didn't say or whatever, but I'm or whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because it was like kind of a dumb question. And he goes, it, I just thought it looked cool. It and looked that cool. just stuck That's with me like, well, of course, yeah. you draw yeah. it because it looks cool, not because it's realistic or he could actually move or it could actually work. Or, no, this is comic book world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's completely different from like I want to design costumes for movies. Well, then go design costumes for movies. Right, right. And and uh, yeah. to tie it back in, Spawn yeah. uh, use uh, what would be not realistic but look super cool is him fighting that giant flowing cape. He is a high decker marine who did McMap, a combination of several martial arts, judo, muay thai, and boxing. Fighting cape would be super hard, but it looks super cool when he does it. So there's a martial, <laughs> there's a martial art for Spawn. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. From the know, most of the when they fight, you always see somebody drawing this. Yeah, Stop. the judo chop. They're all doing that. No, I was gonna say, I uh, not to get too into nitty gritty before the time for nitty gritty, but one of the things I do like about uh, watching it's always the heroes with the big gauntlets that actually do boxing right. Uh, Spawn, <laughs> Batman. Um, uh, you actually see them like you know have the hand sizes correct and actually throw like proper hooks with the elbow out and everything. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it, like yeah. as far as from a Western, I guess martial art, it's a combat sport, whatever. Uh, my experience is in boxing, so seeing people do boxing correctly and throw correct form, it's very cool to see that on page. Whereas you yes. have someone like Absorbing Man, who is actually a boxer in canon, and he's mostly doing Undertaker like choke slams. <laughs> <laughs> That's real fighting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always a fan of the Star Trek double fist chop. <laughs> 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 
nice. Works every time. Kirk <laughs> move, man. Yeah. Well, Dean, Dean, didn't you work on a book that was kind of wasn't he wasn't he a, a martial artist? Didn't you work on the ferret? Yeah, man, he was a martial martial artist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was one of the first chances. I It was the first chance I got in a color superhero book to actually draw, you know, fight scenes. And uh, I always tried to, you know, if he was throwing a sidekick, to use as close to proper form or, you know, a a back fist or a shooto strike, which, by the way, Tommy, that's what what the hand thing is. It's a shooto strike. They're, they are real, <laughs> real strikes. Well, I know, oh, yeah. because that's the way I fight. It's a ninja chop. But, uh, yeah, so that, that was cool to do. And, and I do get real kind of uh, bookish about referencing stuff. If I'm going to do a judo throw, I look it up online. If I'm going to draw it, you know, to kind of see, I'm like, where's that Ronda Rousey scene where she yeah. like really throws somebody down? It does an arm bar, <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, who, I mean, did you guys watch her when she was at the top of her form and like, oh my oh, gosh, yeah, this yeah. is actually halfway good looking. And she's like beating <laughs> everybody. I'm like, I wasn't even into, you know, that the, right. the ultimate fighting stuff, UFC or anything like that. And I was like, wow, she could be an actress or something, you know, uh, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Gina Carana. And, um, but it was fun to watch her because you, you found out very quickly she's a judoka. So, you know, she's, she practices judo, but she couldn't box, right? Because once she got hit in the face, that was it. That was, that was the end of it. That was the end of it. That's my problem, too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I you see, look about as good. I can go down. No, no, that's not a the face. face. Not not a face. face. <laughs> <laughs> money maker. <laughs> the, 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 your Marine Security Detachment had weekly signups for their weekly map classes. <laughs> <laughs> They're open for all enlisted men. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, I love the I love the realism. Um, we've talked about getting it like comic books is a little different because you can't really get bogged down too much but like um we talked with this is a while ago um r.a salvatore mm. and yes his, his fight is awesome yes you know sometimes it's like get on with it with the, <laughs> with the, 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 the blade he he parried and it slid to the hilt and he twisted and took a half step to the left. Yeah, and sucked. I, I think uh, in his books, Perry appears more than said. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, but but yeah, a, a, a good fight scene in a comic book and when it's just it's a thing, boom, 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 and it and it's realistic. Man, that's yeah. just that's so cool. It looks yeah. it, I I love it when it's just beat after beat after one. Oh, yes. Yeah. You, you have to do it like a highlight reel, you know. Yeah. You've got to, yep. you've got to yeah. figure out first of all with each punch and kick, what point is the most dramatic visually, mm-hmm. you know. And and if you've read yeah. all the book, the how-to books, they're like you know, past and through for a punch or rearing back because you don't want to show the the impact. You want to show either way after the impact, yeah, or the, before the impact, yeah. that kind of stuff. But it's not only that, but it's it's storytelling it's getting the characters to from point a to point b like if they're on a stairwell you know okay you're gonna be fighting up the stairwell to get to the top so the bad guy can fall off so you gotta you gotta work you know you you literally have to choreograph the fight like a like a stunt Mm. coordinator would you know you gotta think about 
Is this going to move it forward? A lot of guys I'm noticing, uh, and these, these are good artists, but you can tell sometimes if they're not particularly trained in any sort of fighting style because they'll do a montage page, right? You know, and it's <laughs> like, um, you know, montage, right? So <laughs> you'll have all the talking head, talking head, talking head, <laughs> yeah. and then Spider-Man will just be in this really cool pose, and then there'll be a lot of guys flying around Spider-Man, then he'll turn back and it's back to talking heads. It's like, come on, guys, give us a fight here. Don't just do, you know, I don't know when that happened was like, we're going to do all the fight scenes off camera, but all the talking head stuff's going to be on <laughs> right. camera. Right. Like, what? Mm -hmm. Isn't that kind of backwards? But anyway, that's just me because I like, you know, action, action adventure. <laughs> what? And this is uh, the Civil War series, the fight with Iron Man and Captain America. That one's oh. kind of like scared like the like iron man's fist into cap's face and all that and the shield mm -hmm. i love mm -hmm. that in the movie where they kind of like recreated that whole yes with, with winter soldier and iron man and cap and it was like mm -hmm. boom 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 back and forth yes. that was that scene was was How pretty awesome was that it was oh, dude, and along those lines we were gonna totally geek out and, and again <laughs> the, the train is sort of going off the rails here but um one of the pinups i did a while back it was it was so funny to watch people react to it and still at, at cons i did a shot of batman versus iron man right uh, and in my in my pinup some of you guys might have seen i know tommy has it's this it's this worm's eye view shot looking up and batman of course standing triumphant right and he's literally he's doing a drop the mic but he's dropping iron man's mask oh and then and, and and tony is at his feet all crumpled up and the in the the armor's all beat to crap you know he's shrapnel and and <laughs> yeah you know and and the original title i had for it was really kind of mean and it just it, i was like <laughs> iron man my ass you know, <laughs> uh, but uh anyway, i'd like the, to see that <laughs> the, i'll send it i'll i'll bring you a shot of it next time but uh the the point of it was it's like it was to it was to imply, you know, that in that particular day, in that moment when I was conceiving that pinup, I thought Batman would win because Batman is a warrior masquerading as a playboy, not a playboy right. masquerading as a warrior, right? So Plus, Batman wouldn't have to fight the armor. He would just fire some kind of EMP and disable the armor. And <laughs> yeah. It's over with. Tony, sorry, you can't fight. Boom. Right. You know, you're done. So, you know, so it was kind of that kind of thing. But I full, fully admit, I'm an Iron Man fan, RDJ fan, big time. No hate for, for any of that. Love, love the character. Yeah, the um, but you know, Batman fan too. So yeah. the movies don't really give us any clue about Tony doing any sort of training like to no. It, no. in the comics you know he and cap spar and all that sort of stuff so yeah yeah it come, yeah. tony does end up picking up uh boxing and i believe also during the mandarin arc he picks up some uh yeah oh, yeah. yeah good but, call man because I, I didn't yeah I, yeah, yeah it's, that's cool but, i didn't know that uh i about iron man versus batman would be such an interesting fight because they're they're both their superpowers as prep time and money. Money, yes. <laughs> and that's it. Prep time so, and money. So who's right. who's going to do the most field research <laughs> by the time they actually fight? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like 
Batman's gonna pull out some gun. Iron Man's but, gonna call it on a different suit. But, Batman's <laughs> gonna pull out a different gun. Iron Man's gonna pull out a different suit. <laughs> right. But then, but then, you know, it, when it all comes down to it, if they're just in boxing shorts in a oh, ring, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's it, over. It's, it's Bruce. Yeah. It's yeah. over in about a minute. Bruce. Yeah. Sorry. He Bruce. was trained by Razzle. Cool. Broken spine. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that guy goes over real quick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so that's a that's a realism thing like like with movies like with fight scenes like talk about realism yeah. it's funny and like they'll needle down to we're gonna make this realistic mm-hmm. except for this guy's gonna get the crap beat out of him and an hour or two later he's, he's fine he's totally fine yeah. like, like you know like, i joke no black eyes being hit in the face like yes but getting like a fist to the mm-hmm. nose i and, I'm done. Game over. Game right. over. Oh, you're done. Yeah. Well, here and then no, recovering. There's two, there's two reasons for that because besides the obvious one, right? Yeah. First one is, you know, besides it hurts and all that stuff. You get hit in the nose, your eyes water. It's like yeah, a yeah. reflex, right? So you can't see. You lose yeah. eyesight immediately. Uh, number two, I mean, come on, the impact of that yeah. and the shock yeah. of that. You're gonna get. You're gonna get dizzy. You're gonna be yeah. whatever. One thing I loved about um, Road Warrior is the fights in that movie dude is just beat to crap yeah, yeah. right so and i always loved that about the 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 first clint eastwood man with no name right fistful of dollars oh yeah again eastwood's character is like needs to go to the hospital he's so beat to crap you know and he's limping <laughs> and the whole bit and so it cracks me up in martial arts movies when they don't like that you should be really like barely able to stand (laughs) i mean you know you should be breathing hard and and a lot of people you know i'm going to throw in the cobra kai stuff now you know it's it's what it is Mm -hmm. but the one thing i like about it is when those two old 50 something guys (laughs) fight each other they get slow and sloppy and tired and they're leaning over in the corner breathing hard because that's what would really happen you know, yeah. you wouldn't be like, okay, good fight. Yeah. You, know. <laughs> you mean Jackie Chan can't do all that stuff that he's doing what? right in a row and fighting for no. 20 minutes straight? No. Let's get, uh, doing? <laughs> so I'm going to kind of, oh, that's disappointing. I'm going to uh, segue off that and also provide a, a real life reference. But being realistic with how your impact affects a protagonist, uh, two years ago, there was the uh, Muhammad Ali Cup fight, uh, two Japanese fighters. One of them was uh, the monster Inoue. Who uh, I believe he's undefeated right now in terms of professional matches. He just had a second U.S. match. Uh, yeah, somewhere in the middle of the fight, he got punched and the dude broke his orbital bone. So Ooh. in a way, in a way, won the fight with a broken orbital. And he's saying like he could not Jeez. see anything. Uh, he saw, he's he saw, a beast. Yeah, he saw the guy. He saw the guy double, and he's just he said he's like, yeah, I just had to pick and choose which is the right one and throw my punch there. <laughs> but if you're the writer and the artist, and you show your protagonists get that beat up to the point where they are not fighting optimally, but you still figure out a way to have them win, how much are you heating up your 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 hero? How much are like are you building anticipation for like what are they going to do when they're full power the next issue? Yeah, yes, there's yeah, yeah yes. there's a lot you can do to kind of build up the tension and the because uh, t- people want to see our heroes get beat up but not get taken down by it. We want to see, our, yeah, we want to believe their heroes are truly gods among men. That's you know the whole thing. So, well, of course, and yeah. that, that's part of the mythology is you know the hero in many ways defined by 
how devastating the villain is and how scary, uh, you know, the old myths from the Middle Ages, you know, knights versus yeah. dragons, but then updating, you know, um, Luke Skywalker, the little snappy kid going, you know, Big's got to go and I didn't get to go, yeah. you know, <laughs> facing Darth Vader. And you're like, oh, man, he's going to yeah. get creamed. Uh, oh, man. And then he does and you're like oh man got your hand cut off yeah. oh god you know mm, but that's sweet. what made the third you know part of the original trilogy that's what made it so good at least that part you know the story the story of luke and vader because he had gotten beat down so badly you know yeah. uh and and i think that i think that's an outstanding observation about both writing and drawing uh, a protagonist like that the more they have to overcome uh, but also not just externally, but internally as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, it's good to have them have some internal conflict Absolutely. and issue. So, and yeah. I only watched the first season of Daredevil, but they <laughs> did that with him. He got beat yeah, up. Yeah. And mm -hmm. there's, I mean, I, I know lots of people talked about that scene where he's in the hallway and he's like, just beating oh, this guy. Dude, beating, and bad. then he takes a breath. <laughs> and then he goes, nails <laughs> <and he fails laughs> on yes. these sides. Yes. I love that. I, <laughs> I love That's it. one of the best examples. I mean, you guys chime in because, you know, uh, but Daredevil season one, the hallway fight yeah. with the wrapped hands is yeah. probably one of the best executed comic to film martial arts fights I've seen. You know, I mean, not in terms of spectacle that would go to like John Wick or, sure, or yeah. something that's you know, a little bit more fireworksy to to use that term, but um, just in terms of realism and still making mm -hmm. you go, oh man, oh oh man, you know, <laughs> God, yeah. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, if it, you, you feel the pain in that whole scene, yeah, you do. Not not quite, but it it's <laughs> as best I can. Yeah. So you can, hey, can could I you contest that in all martial arts genres of comics or film or anything, everything. In the end, breaks down and all like <laughs> it, it you will be tired, bit. and it's yes. just how hard can you throw a haymaker? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which right? lends a lot to that scene from Daredevil because it was it was one long continuous shot, wasn't it? I yes, think it was. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the calories they burned in one? movie, there's spectacle, but there's also a guy yelling "cut." Um, go back to your trailer and cool off for a little bit while Order some pizza. gives you a nice yeah. cold drink before and, and, and the sweat is actually yeah. going to make you look like you're sweating. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty oh, sure man. Charlie Cox worked off a few pounds. Just, I mean, and I'm, I wonder how many times they had to do the take because yeah. just one missing punch and, and they would have had to quit and start over. It's amazing. Just to think. Yeah. yeah. It's thick. They choreographed that. They must have rehearsed that, you know, a hundred times. Bad. And then, you know, a lot of it's Charlie. Some of it is his stunt double, who is a tremendous martial artist. But they mm -hmm. seamlessly, that I think is mostly Charlie. <laughs> but when he, get, you know, he goes inside a room and it kind of goes off camera for a bit. And then another comes out. And then, But I'm just, I was stunned by the professionalism, the editing, like you said, the continuous shot. And I think everybody jumped on board Daredevil primarily because they were blown away by that scene. I mean, can't speak yeah. for everyone, but certainly on my part, I did. Yeah. 
That show is firing in all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many how many seasons have they done of that? Three. Three. Is it done? Yeah, uh, everything's in limbo with the uh, state of uh, Marvel streaming, kind of pick, picking oh, and choosing okay. where they are. That well, there there is there is rumors. I don't know if they're, but Charlie Cox is supposed to appear as Daredevil in the next Spider Man movie. Yeah. Yes, they they oh, he uh, they confirmed. Oh, I believe they confirmed so cool. that he, he filmed his stuff in his left set. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah. that's what I, I think. That it's kind of concrete, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, which is great because I love cool. it. I love yes. Daredevil. Yeah, I was I afraid. Too. That they were gonna do like um, DC did with two flashes, the TV Flash and the movie Flash. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh man. Yeah. Mar- Marvel hasn't done that, right? I mean, they they've kept the they've kept Shield completely separate, except for like Samuel Jackson. Right. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. I mean, but they haven't like, and they haven't switched actors. Uh, Chris um, Evans is both Human Torch and Captain America. And, well, okay, and you've heard it's a 20th century <laughs> Fox Marvel. We don't talk about that. You, you've heard my want for that, right? That we do uh, Battle yeah. World and bringing Chris Evans as the Human Torch. <laughs> oh my goodness! Please, no. <laughs> All right, yes, we'll forget that happened. <laughs> now, greatest. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out here before we're at the midpoint here. Uh, okay. Greatest fight scene. It's not a comic book, but it's greatest fight scene ever is Roddy Piper in They Live. <laughs> I mean, put this, put him on, put him on. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to go from that. Uh, wait, Brent, wait, Brent, you're probably not going to stay through. You, you, you're sleepy time, Brent. You got any bombs to drop? I already dropped one. Brent, please stay through. Uh, I, question's for you. I will say this. Yes. Um, I, I love comics, but when I started seeing um, comic heroes in movies, especially the MCU, I saw something I'd never seen before, which is, which was actually seeing karate like my my superheroes doing actual karate moves yeah Yeah. in a way that they seem to land it was it like it took it to a whole nother level like i literally was watching captain america be captain america i it 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 transformed my whole experience so yeah Um, i'm loving it in the movies um i will admit i've i've tried to have uh my main character in kalis do some karate moves and frankly i'm just not sure how to how to explain it in in the script without like writing two paragraphs i should probably just buy some action figures and just like pose them and and take a snapshot anyway i better go so thanks everybody i'll see you in a week brent thank you you. can you hang on two seconds into the break man all right viewers internet world out there we're gonna cut to wayne hall and his review and uh, we'll be back right after that we'll continue our discussion about uh marital arts and uh how that affects our lives all right (laughs) folks we'll be back hi this is wayne hall back again to talk about an indie comic you can get at your local shop and I've got a real timely one this week. This is The Recount. It's written by... If I'm recording this in uh, Central Florida. And the writer's name is Jonathan Hedrick. And he lives in what we call the East Coast, which means 
they like Daytona Beach that area and this book is it's called the recount for a reason in the very early stages of this book and you can see the president of the United States has been impeached and he's resigning his office at the beginning and he doesn't get too far before he is assassinated and what's interesting is is what happens from there is after the assassination takes place the conspirators turn their sights on all who helped him get into power by this they mean to kill everyone who helped him ascend to the presidency including the ordinary citizens who elected him essentially plunging the entire country into civil war meanwhile the vice president one of the few survivors of the executive branch struggles to prevent the nation from descending into chaos that's the description of the book as it comes out from scoutcomics.com uh, the company who publishes the, the series it's an interesting book because it's kind of timely right now the things that we're going through and have been going through um, are reflected a lot in this book and this is the first uh, of the, the series and there'll be several more issues coming out they come out pretty much monthly and what's happening is as I mentioned uh, the, the the forces who are against the, the former president and who are against the people who actually voted for him and who helped him are basically out to eliminate that segment of the population now I happen to have met Jonathan Hedrick who, who writes this story and he assures me this is not based on any political party that exists <laughs> I know it's easy to think that it might but uh, he actually had written the script a long time before the the most recent election and of course you know anybody who makes a comic knows it takes months to get a comic together and get it out so it can be printed and that's the case with this one um, the first issue which is the one that I have right here came out in November and the other one is the, the second issue isn't far away and it's got a lot of interesting parallels to what's happening right now interestingly enough the vice president is a woman and she's the one that's faced with all this we, we come to find out that people in the secret service have been have become part of this group they're trying to get rid of everybody they're in she's in the middle of trying to reassure the country when suddenly the group appears and of course they're they're hidden real well you can't see them but they address the the country while she's supposed to be on there they interrupt the the feed and say by now you should understand how much we control we're everywhere it says president christensen is the name of the, the president admitted to his crimes and was punished justice was served but that was only the beginning as it says in here and we get to see all the different people that they're after and this is only the first book by the way a lot happens in this first issue it's really amazing what's going on in here and the, the the way that the people struggle to keep their identity secret and things like that it's just an amazing gripping story it's mostly dramatic although like I said when the president gets assassinated it's that there are spots of uh, <laughs> a violence that happen in the book so this is, this is it's listed on here for mature readers so you don't want to let any of the children read this but on the other hand this is a book I, I highly recommend 
it's one of those books that I think will always be, it'll kind of be a remembrance of this era. And even though it's not supposed to reflect any of the, the political parties and people from today, um, <laughs> I think we'll still remember some of this stuff uh, as we go forward. And it's just an amazing, amazing story. I mean, the concept that people would go, not only dislike the president immensely, but to go after the people who voted for him and worked with him while he was in office, that's kind of extreme. I mean, we're not seeing that in, in real life, thankfully. But what we're seeing is there's a lot of frustration in politics right now. And if you want to read a story of what could be, I highly recommend this book. This book is amazing. It, it's I've had a chance to read a couple of the upcoming issues, and it gets a little worse from here, shall we say. Um, it's just an amazing, amazing uh, book about what, what we might see. You know, not to say that it will be, it might be what we can see. And as such, uh, maybe we as, as Americans will take a step back and take a deep breath and kind of change our mind as to how we're going to approach these kinds of issues. So it, it's such a well-written story. I think Jonathan did a superb job of putting this together and making this a story that, you know, when he wrote it, uh, he didn't imagine, as he told me, that all this stuff would have happened, and this would be somewhat slightly prophetic as far as the things that's going on right now. So it's it's one of those books that you can get it in your local shop. If you can't get your local shop, you go to scoutcomics.com and look for the store uh, there, and they'll be glad to mail it to you. Or you can buy digital at the Scout Comics website as well. So let's get to the grades. The writing grade, i got to give an A. Jonathan's done a wonderful job of shocking us and surprising us and bringing the, the, the characters to life. Uh, even the bad guys, I, I'm not entirely unsympathetic to what they're up to. So he does a great job of making everything as real as he can. And the dialogue is fantastic. The pacing moves at a great rate. I'm just convinced this is one of those books that, uh, as time goes along, the recount is one of those books that uh, people will point to as one that's really great from this era. The artwork is really, really good. I really like it. It's a little craggy, but on the other hand, it matches the the, the, the uh, subject matter. You know, this is a, a dark bit of subject matter, of course, and, you know, <laughs> there are words in this that uh, you probably don't want young children to read, and there are situations, like I, I mentioned the president getting assassinated, you don't want your kids to read. But if you're an adult and you're interested in politics in the slightest, I think you're going to really enjoy what this book has to do with it. The artwork, like I said, the artwork is, is good. Like That's a little craggy for my likes. The face there is a little little sketchy. But you know what? It, it's a very sketchy story as far as things go. So I, I would give it a solid B+. It's really, really good. Uh, the lettering, I think, is really good, too. It doesn't, uh, most of the time, it doesn't cover up the artwork. It splits things. I mean, the letter, the lettering takes place in a place that, that lets the artwork do the storytelling as much as possible. So I'm going to give it a good solid B plus there, too. Literary merit. I think that in the future, 
I think people are going to refer to this book a lot. Uh, I think even 20 years from now, you know, un unless some significant change happens to the American political system, I think this is one we will refer to and go, you know, we really ought to reconsider how we're doing things or how we are uh, discussing the other side, as it were. Because this is, it really does bring up in, in my mind the kinds of things that we ought to consider when we deal with each other. And I, I hope it would, people will do that. I think literary merit is an A. Now, fun factor? Nope. If I have to give the fun factor, I, there's a little dark humor in here. Very little. But I would give it a, a, a C when it comes to fun factor. It's really dark. <laughs> Overall grade, I would have to give this an A, almost an A+. Plus. It's so well put together. It's one of those books that I think this is where the comics experience really excels. This is what the, the medium is all about. So if you want to get a really interesting book having to do with politics and that has some take on what's going on right now in particular... The Recount is the book that for you. I, I really highly recommend this book. Now's the time to get on board, too, because the second issue I don't think has come out yet. So let your store know you want to get The Recount from Scout Comics. And until next time, keep reading your comics. Hey guys, uh, Roland killed the Zoom, so I'm going to hang out here in my personal uh, Twitch setup while we get that figured back out. <laughs> so uh, we're getting that figured out now. Um, in the meantime, uh, if you have any questions about writing comics... Or boxing, or boxing in comics. I'm here to answer those. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> this is what my Twitch looks like. Um, next hour's on me. Uh, hope not. Let's transfer over to some Destiny. It'll be fine. Hopefully everyone's night is going good so far. Uh, yeah. This is exciting stuff. Uh, what can we do here? Let me close this out. Uh, let's see if we can just throw this up. There we go. All right. Let's just... So we got some, we got some characters that are... Uh, my favorite color white. Uh, my favorite color is like green, but specifically like a neon green. Um... I think it has something to do with uh, being from a very Irish family, as well as being a pastel goth. So, combining the two.
Uh, yes, we have. You can see my Twitch skeptical <laughs> below my 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 uh, face here. Uh, and no small part thanks to Royal Airships himself. Uh, so this Friday, the 29th, I will be pounding some for Loco on stream. Uh, some of the comics in the docket we got. Uh, we've got Team Beetle coming up. We got Switchblade. Both are available for pre-order now. And uh, soon I have a Zoom call up here. I'll be back. Yeah, I know if you saw my stream, but I just switched over to my own stream doc. And it's just yeah, better. I know. That's pretty fun. I, I, uh, see, I thought when I made you host and I rejoined, all I had to do was leave. And so I just clicked red, red, right? right. I didn't know I was in, in the whole meeting. <laughs> Sorry about that. Good. All right. Uh, That's one way to say good night. Yep. <laughs> That's great. Right, we, we are live again. Uh, Larkin okay. uh, throws up the peace sign. Uh, Rory is asking who is working on Wolf Hunter. Uh, myself as our writer creator, uh, AJ uh, Castetta, Castetta, as the uh, pencil and artist, John Martin as the inker, Roland as editor, and I do we have a color colorist. colorist? Yes. Uh, AJ actually recruited Nick Capone. Ooh, Nickapone has colors. I think I'm saying his name correctly, his last name. Uh, okay. He's the guy who actually colored um, the Peter Clinton uh, 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 Switchblade. Yeah, yeah. Cover. Yeah, re- really good looking That's, cover. So That cover is so cool. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. sweet. So so Nick's, Nick's the one, That's, he's on, on Wolf Hunter. That's rad. Yeah. My, do you mind if I mention uh, AJ taking over for on uh, Steam Patriots as well? You just did. There you go. Well, we're live. No, we're it's, 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 uh, yes. <laughs> we're back. Tim, Tim said we were live. You didn't hear him? <laughs> no, I totally missed that. He, he hey, said we were live, and I'm like, crap, look at my headphone hair. I, really you good. You know? Well, <laughs> folks, uh, we're back. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that review. Uh, well, I'm your what, what, what happened? Just, what happened? I need to know. I, I, will take, I will take the blame for this, okay? So so I started this, this Zoom meeting. And then when Tim joined, I made him host. And I rejoined to just come in, during the break. I rejoined just to chat with him and say, hey, guys, just to kill some time, right? Well, I didn't know that it made, since I started it, I didn't know that it made me the host again when I rejoined. And then when I left, it canceled the whole meeting. I thought I was just a participant when I rejoined. I think you're telling a big fib. You didn't like what we were talking about, and you wanted to kill it. Killed it. It was a review. It was way too No, no, no. I mean, you, you, you waited for his part to be done, and then the rest of us, you said, go home. We are home. So. <laughs> what if Silverland is rolling hiding? Find out next time. <laughs> you're like you're like NASA cutting the cutting the live stream off when UFOs show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, what if they, the next time we send her over to the Mars, it goes up and it's, you just hear someone scream to cut the monitor. <laughs> <laughs> so what? so I noticed Rory is now back. Is he is he not coming back? Uh, I saw him on oh. the uh, the face oh, uh, yeah. some of the feeds. Oh, so. that's yeah, right. Scott got to send him the Yeah, I got to send him a yeah. new link. Oh, uh, poor Rory. Well, well, uh, what was catching up with uh, the nightmare the, that is right now? Yeah, he needs to be added to the <laughs> when he gets on social media. Thing. He he's not on uh, he's not on Facebook. So. He's a luddite. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I have tried, but Scott keeps reminding me. Yeah, he he's not on Facebook. So I'm trying, right, to, I'm trying to get him on uh, the Discord at least. Yeah, that would be good because I can because yeah. we can share out the links there as well. Oh, so oh. yeah. Uh, Clayton right. uh, is waving, saying hi. Going. 
Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I take full responsibility for this one. As much as I'd like to blame Tim, it's, <laughs> it's not Tim's fault. <laughs> so, so when it when it blinked like that, did you think Thanos did this and we all just? <laughs> is that what happened? We were all just we're done. <laughs> we got snapped. Me? No, it didn't look any different when I normally leave because it. I think I clicked the red button right there that says leave. Yeah, but and we then, all got a thing saying session closed. I, 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 I understand <laughs> what you got. I, 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 I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I knew exactly what happened, so I just like, all right, Dad, we're going to my own channel now. I'm just going to say hi. <laughs> I appreciate you doing doing a, a little bit of co- cover mine. All right, folks. <laughs> Turned out pretty cool. That was fun. Hey, I'm out of here. We are. Let you guys get back to you. What are you going to do, though? <laughs> you going to kill us again? No, I'm going what? to click. Whoa, I'm... whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to carefully click my buttons as I go off. You guys Bye, return to your... There's Roy. Hey, hey, you can explain hey, to him hey. what I did. It's all Roy's fault. Uh, now I can, I was, see, I was I can yeah. see my red button now says leave meeting. Right. And oh. earlier, and I'm gonna, when I click it, I'm going to leave. But what must have happened when I rejoined, I guess it made me host again instead of Tim. Hmm. So... Yeah, that's All right, my Tim, explanation, and I'm sticking to it. Bye. Right. Tim, <laughs> okay. be ready. Be ready, Tim. He did it go. Oh, we're good. We're good. Okay. Okay. Hey. We're here. Yay. We're still here. Yes. Hey. Awesome. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the professionally produced and run, <laughs> always professional show Wednesday Wham from Silverline. I hope you enjoyed the review. I hope you enjoy our banter here and uh, the uh, the foibles and mistakes of folks who. Uh, don't always know what they're doing. Thank you for joining us. We are talking about martial arts in the comic book world. That's and not we what have, you told me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we, uh, we have covered uh, some of the big guys, uh, the, the, the Batmans and the Daredevils. And uh, we've delved a little into um, the motion picture world as well, how that translates over. And uh, joining us tonight, if you are, if you're just joining us as a viewer, um, we have, I'm trying to embiggen my screen here. We have a new person, a new uh, individual. Uh, Dean Zachary has joined us and he has been doing a wonderful job, really knocking it out of the park. Again, Thanks, setting man. the bar. It's, it's not really high to set the bar. It's hard to set oh. the bar a little higher than our <laughs> usual show. Uh, Thanks, <laughs> but he's, uh, he's had some great contributions. We're going to continue the conversation, but before I, I get too far, I want to remind everybody out there that we have a Kickstarter campaign going right now. It is a double feature. Is That has been our custom of late to run double features because we have so many titles coming so fastly and furiously that uh, we need to run them two at a time. And I'm going to try to get to my screen so I can give you a little description. We've got um, double feature. We've got Teen Beetle and Switchblade. And we have reached our goals. So if you go and back those, we're working on stretch goals. And uh, once this this is done Sunday night, these uh, these are just, just about ready to, to, to click print and ship. So you will get these in your mailbox within a few weeks after the conclusion of the campaign. Um, so if you go to kickstarter.com and you search for Silverline, you search for Roland Man, you search for Teen Beetle or Switchblade, you'll find these titles. And uh, Or if you head over to our social medias, you're probably watching it on one of them right now. Uh, we've got links. We've got all the links to our Kickstarter campaigns. And um, Teen Beetle is about a teen prodigy 
uh, who draws on a scientific power of a set of a, of a long held secret formula. And of course the bad guys want to get that from him. It's a superhero action story, full color art, completely finished, ready to go. Switchblade is a story of a boxer who's fed up with the justice system and its inability to meet out justice and uh somebody uh a rapist is set free and uh he he doesn't like that uh so um turns to a little bit of vigilantism it's a crime action comic set in new orleans it's a little city south of the mason dixon and uh released uh, this is originally released black and white in the 90s it's been digitally redone colored recolored by uh by aiden belcher um, and this is the first in this crime action story. Of course, it is done, completed, colored, ready to go. You can get Kickstarter exclusive covers. If you go on back this, we've got variant covers, lots of cool artwork. And I always like to, to, to beat this drum when I'm talking about indie comics, because that's what this is. You get really cool stuff. Where else in the comic book world can you get these exclusive items and really get your hands on individual stuff and, and be part of the silver line family. And that's what you are. You're here tonight. You back our stories. You, you, uh, you share with your friends and you become part of the silver line family. And we love having you. We love uh, growing our silver line comic book world with you. And we couldn't do it without you guys out there. So head over to Kickstarter afterward, head over to Zazzle and look for silver line. We've got goodies. We've got t-shirts and mugs and uh, support what we have going on, support our, our independent creators and um, we got writers and artists of all, all styles and all, uh, I say skills, I mean, pencils, inks, colors, and um, you're, you're supporting a, the, the comic book world and we appreciate it. So that's my pitch. We are brought to you with support from Daytona Beach Comic Con. Thank you to them. Thank you for their support. Uh, and as always, we ask you guys out there, go over to their Facebooks and uh, other other social media sites, their website, and like, subscribe, follow all those things so you can get their updates. And uh, in this strange world we live in right now, with um, with restrictions on gatherings and so forth, uh, everything's uh, to be determined is always a the, the caveat for just about everything. So they they will have their convention, but follow that so you can get their updates as as they come. And we would love if you liked and followed us because we try to put content out as much as we can and uh, you'll you'll stay on top of what we have coming along all right i will shut up we're going to get back to martial arts in the comic book world and uh all its permutations and how it translates into visual arts and and so forth and how we draw and great storytelling and what makes good storytelling with martial arts and uh, i left us with uh the great movie they live with rowdy rowdy piper and uh the sunglasses and the fight scene just just pure cinematic gold um and we'll leave it at that there's no room for debate because there's no debating it's just 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 amazing so uh, <laughs> i won't no that's oh, awesome i said there's no room <laughs> so what we've learned is that scott Let's has not seen a raid movie <laughs> my, my favorite fight scene out of all comic book movies and i don't know if this really falls under martial arts was the Kingsman scene in the church? Oh yeah, I'm not oh. even sure. If, I'm not sure if that falls necessarily under martial arts. What's I haven't seen those right? movies yet. I'm, I I know, I know. Oh, I, oh, oh. And I get crap for not seeing movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that scene, that one scene, the construction site, and yeah. they, they've they've done really well with because he's much more physical than the other James James yes. Bonds. Ooh, yes. um, and my wife can't stand the Daniel Craig movies just because she just doesn't like the way he looks, which is good. 
because he's a fit guy and I, <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy with that she might be she might be like oh no he's not handsome at all so but that's yeah. Sean Connery that's our next that's our, that's our next stretch that's goal is to uh, get Scott uh, facial reconstruction look like Daniel Craig look like Daniel Craig <laughs> I don't know. And there was a lot of controversy when they did cast him as James yeah. Bond, but because he wasn't that classic handsome right, look. Right. 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 Yeah, more that more fighter. I like there's, it better. There's okay. controversy with every Bond because Pierce Brosnan's uh, Irish. Oh. They're like, oh, oh really? Sean Connery's Scottish. So I'll put him in all the yeah. UK. But they rewrote his background for Sean Connery. Yeah. Like, oh, he had, a, he had a Scottish mother. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, Daniel Craig, I've, I've enjoyed Daniel Craig. Yeah, he's. Yeah. he's I, I, mean, I want to see the next one so bad, but I forgot what uh, it used to be called with a B, but uh, kind of go back to well, incl- including James Bond as well as uh, C's uh, opinion on the fight scene. Yeah, yeah I think it's like Baritsu or something like that. But it used to be uh, now it got reclassified all under what the system known as English martial, martial arts, which includes uh, quarter staff oh, K. It, oh yeah! Oh right, or, 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 or titsu. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, no, yeah, right. it's all been wrapped under uh, what is now known as just English martial arts, which includes everything yeah. from quarterstaff to cane <laughs> to shillelagh. Yeah, to, the Irish yeah, fighting, right? To uh, yeah. pugilism. So uh, <laughs> anything there's now is all English martial arts. There's you can find manuals on those now. The difference yeah. is we use umbrellas and handkerchiefs. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Reginald. <laughs> <laughs> Occasional pipe. I'm, I, I, was look, I was looking for my prop. It's not here. Oh, well. uh, I think uh, right in World War II spy movie. I did, I did not find a way to include a pipe weapon, but Scott, you give me an idea for maybe a second volume. Throw a, throw a pipe in. Oh, that I just, oh, the guy yeah, pulls a pipe, just pulls it out, and there's actually a blade. Just, 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 <laughs> just spy. Like, yeah, you could put a weapon in there or something yeah. like that, or yeah, or, or just. Steal the James Bond cigarette. Put a put a bullet in the So I have you guys if if you guys seen uh the first John Wick? I have watched all of them annually. Okay, so that <laughs> the the fight scene in which could easily be classified as you know gun foo. Yes, um <laughs> you know, where he's oh, hunting down I mean if you guys haven't, I mean, most of you have, I'm sure, but to see Keanu Reeves, first of all, committed to doing this type of work, I mean, training and training yeah. and training mm-hmm. to make it convincing on screen. Yes, I'm a nerd. I watched all the making of yeah. stuff. <laughs> yep. But, you know, but the way they shot and edited the scene where he goes after the Russian mob, you know, in their in their lair, in their steam bath or whatever it was, and he goes into the club and he just takes everybody out and he just, it's like the Punisher, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. like, you're just like, what? Yeah. And I'd never seen it quite done that well. So that's still, that first movie, the, that fight scene still just stands out to me as like the best movie fight scene I've ever seen, with guns anyway. We'll have to watch it. I've never seen it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, John Wick. Just watch. No, I saw like the very beginning of it. it. Yes, yeah, everybody tells me that, but yeah. I'm not sure because. And, and the same. No, uh, don't be don't be unsure. It's yeah, worth it. It's it's great. Great. Dude, I'm not. I would. I wouldn't exaggerate that because I'm really picky about fight scenes mm-hmm. and and that one really impressed me because I can tell you know I mean all of us can tell when they're kind of faking it you know like, yeah. oh he's a dancer but he fakes martial arts really well yeah. <laughs> no, you know I mean, no 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 Canu. 
you can tell he got thrown around by real senseis for months yeah. before he got on screen. Well, so yeah, yeah, every, everything goes to those movies. Uh, for the third one, um, uh, they had uh, like Belgian like uh, waffles. No, uh, <laughs> but, the, but somebody Bel- had to say it. Uh, Belgian, yeah. Belgian, yeah. but the, uh, but uh, Holly, Holly Berry worked with Belgian attack dogs for six months before shooting. It's and it's a point where like she could walk in and work with them, but when Keanu walked in, she had to like tell them like, no, don't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. That that one's amazing. Uh, yeah. Also, um, the Liam Neeson taken films mm, yeah. have some yeah. good fight scenes yeah. in them i mean they got you know they got old and tired by the yeah. time we got to three but <laughs> certainly that the first and second one are, are yeah. really cool in, in the james bond field he's he's getting reminded me of that that uh well no i guess he's a little bit harder than that but i was thinking like the steven seagal david carradine <laughs> kind of style of martial arts yeah. you know? oh, david carradine <laughs> <laughs> just, he's not hitting him he's just pushing him away you know yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. on the same line of uh gun fu uh i don't know if anyone's familiar with the film equilibrium yes oh, yes. Yes. Bale. yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they didn't some of that was you, you could tell it was definitely sold a little bit more for film than actual like fight but the sound design on that my god oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah I might have to rewatch that because I remember the fight, those scenes being cool, but then like the rest of the film just being awful. The rest, yeah. of, the, rest of the film oh, yeah. is a clockwork orange, but without oh, the yeah. fun dialogue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah I, I, I never thought thought of it that way. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, back to comic books, and I had to I had to do a little research, and I'm going to give my good buddy Dan Hosick credit. Dan Hosick, who refuses, he's got to be like put his kids in bed. To be on Wednesday night. Uh, uh, yeah, Dan, calling you. Yeah. Giving you props here, Dan. He, I, he had talked about um, a fight scene in a comic that I couldn't remember, but it's Batman and Grendel. Mm. Uh, and um, it's oh, in like the Beowulf. De- well, the, the Devil's <laughs> Cor- uh, Rory, uh, De- Devil's Riddle um, was a two part uh, by uh, Matt. Is it Matt Wagner or Wagner? I'm not sure. Is it Matt Wagner? That's right. Matt Wagner. Yeah. Wagner. And he, um, it's like one, two, three, four, five by one, two, three, four, five, six. What, how much is that? 30? 30 panels on one page of just punch, 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 hit, punch, swing. And it's, it's really, really cool. So, um, I don't know the era of that. Does it, uh, Dean, do you know the, like that 90s. would have been 90s, 90s. like late 80s early 90s okay that would have been yeah. that's when grendel was was a big deal yeah um, yeah so it would have been yeah around that period I'm, su- I'm surprised we don't see anything of him they haven't mentioned grendel in years yeah. huh well it's kind of like the way of the crow you know it's you, it's that same era of the crow you don't really yeah. see the crow anymore yeah well but now you got the uh grand designer in batman who was design i love but he's very much like he looks like a proper internet guy as the yeah. visible. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But I do appreciate uh, so the arcs I've read of that. But did you guys see the uh, Immortal Iron Fist uh, storyline that came out? Oh, I guess it was like 10 years ago now. But there's some really well done fights in there where Danny faces off with representatives of different clans mm. of fighters and he goes to a 
huge tournament in the mystical city of Kunlun and fights, you know, the master of spiders and the this and the that. And one's like a big heavy set, you know, sumo type guy. And then one's like more mystical and what you have you guys ever read that stuff? It's fantastic. It's the Immortal yeah. Iron Fist, the last Iron, Immortal Fist, Iron Fist story. Okay. It was probably the last best one. I haven't gotten to read it, but I've heard a lot about it, and they, a lot of critical acclaim to it. Yeah, it was. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys the the cover, the hardback. Um, it was a uh, Brubaker and Fraction oh. and David oh, Asia. Yeah. Okay, so. Mm. This thing was just, this was really outstanding. If you missed it, um, I'm trying to look to see in the indicia, you know, approximately the, the date of this thing. Um, put that in there. I know it was probably 10 years ago at uh, least. 2007. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, uh, back the, than I thought. for those of you who uh, subscribe to Comicsology Unlimited, the first volume is available for borrowing. Mm, nice. Right. Thank you for that. Maybe is that the that's not the one where they had the masters together and they were trying to decide on taking taking the iron fists taking the uh, power from him. Yeah, the the power is if you're familiar with Nexus, another eighties, late eighties, early nineties thing. The idea of the iron fist became that it is a title and that the power is not just in one person; it gets passed through time. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of did a Highlander thing with it, too. So it's like, and there's others that are immortal and that have had the Iron Fist power. And so it was like, we're going to dwindle everybody down to one. It's it's a fantastic, uh, for those of you who want to want to read a good martial arts story, it's probably the best. Yeah. Because cause they, re- they re-released a new series for Iron Fist and it just didn't, ra- it didn't run well. Well, yeah, it's yeah. You have to decide which Danny Rand you're gonna do. It's kind of like we were talking about yeah. the the TV show. Yeah. Why did that not work, guys? I'd love to hear your take about you know which what happened. You know, we kind of talked about that a little bit actually before we uh, even went live. But um, my my opinion on it was uh, when it um, from what I understand, from what I've been told, and from others, I've actually not taken time to commit to it. But the on a my hypothesis is they failed to develop the character. They went from Danny Rand to the moment in the story that'd be the transformation or hypotheosis. Wow. Yeah. Put my degree to use. And then he's supposed to be transformed into the ascendant character who goes on to fight bad guy. Sure. John's running this. But uh, from what I gathered, when he hits hypotheosis, he gets powers, but doesn't actually, his character does not ascend. He does not develop. He just becomes angry Rand, Danny Rand, but with flaming fists now. Like, there was no. <laughs> That's actual... a good observation, actually, yeah. uh, Tim. That's good. Uh, because the idea with, with a martial arts based character, and, and you can even do this if you're going to do immature youthful character that is still immature even though he's powered now um the thing about it is a master carries with it some implication of emotional maturity and some wisdom right but they 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 wrote the character as such a kind of a just 
unlikable oh, punk. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh. you know. one you wake up and realize no i've really got to do this and i got to get serious about it and we didn't have that like yeah like Tim out. well that's what, and i think as far as the technical level is concerned that just they were trying you know iron fist was the last one before they brought the defenders where they all came together mm-hmm. and they were trying to give they didn't want to have to progress the character that needed that much character development besides it just being poor writing Mm-hmm. To yeah. to have him connected with Luke Cage and the Defenders, because that, that's what they're looking at. They're looking at you had you had your Iron Fist who came in to help Luke Cage in the comic books to create heroes for hire. Luke Cage wasn't doing well. They brought in Iron Fist, and he was a little he was a little more uh, playful, a little more peaceful to kind of offshot Luke Cage's you know gruff exterior. Mm-hmm. And I think they couldn't decide on which Danny Rand that they wanted to use. But they wanted to present him with the origin. If you wanted to use Danny Rand, you could have just that Danny Rand. You could have just came in later instead of having the origin story, or but do the origin in, in flashback. If, and I think that's the only property that you could actually properly do a flashback, and it would be good. Yeah, would be yes. that. And, yes. But they completely sidestep the mysticism that was Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Everything Correct. Kun Lao, uh, yeah, but yeah. the August persona of Jade. You heard him say sure. this stuff, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. you're going to show us. Nope. No. Nothing. No. Nothing. And, and I, I think I think you're right. How cool would it have been to have him literally be sort of okay? The naivete would have worked better had he appeared as a monk who's like been out of the real world for a while yeah. and coming into the real world like you know David Carradine in Kung Fu, right? Yeah. So you're still a badass and you're at peace and you're centered and you don't understand why people are rude and cynical and mean to each other, but you can still be likable in that role. Uh, I don't know if you guys read any uh, green arrow in Mm. the nineties, but there was a younger green arrow too called Connor Hawk, who was that sort of naive i went off to a tibetan monastery for a while and i got centered and i'm a zen master and now i'm back into the rude nasty world of you know fighting and 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 commerce and i'm trying to figure out first of all why do people do this to each other and second of all you know defend the innocent all that sort of stuff be the be the boy scout hero but from a monk from a monk's point of view i think if they had taken it through that door it would have, he would have been more likable and it would have been more believable. I don't know. What, what yeah. do you guys think? I don't know. Absolutely. That's what, yeah. that's, let's say that's what's missing. Exactly. Tim's right. It is that character development. It was that, that feel. And you can't have somebody, I'm peaceful one second and the next minute I've got these anger issues and I just want to, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't track. <laughs> it just doesn't. Yeah, right. right. They so, do the I, naivete well with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles living in the sewers. Yes. Oh, somebody Absolutely. had to bring it up, yes. huh, Scott? Right? <laughs> they had to. They had to. <laughs> the it's 2003 animated series ruled. I, I haven't oh, watched yeah. the new, new Ur. I, I haven't done much since the 80s oh, version. The, you said 2004? Yeah, it was. I think yeah. it was around then. Correct me if I'm wrong. 2003, 2004 era. 
and I mean, they nailed it. The, the style was just realistic enough, but just cartoony and fun enough. But the stories, you know, with Shredder and, and, mm-hmm. and her daughter, his daughter and all that, it was just, it was cool. I don't know. I, I don't know. I was experiencing a second adolescence. Watching those second <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I heard that was, I heard that was really an excellent version. I never yes. got to watch it. I think I saw the first episode and it was like the first issue of Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. They, they were really staying yeah. true to the, uh, as much as you could yeah. for a kid show yeah. to the comic. Sure. So. Sure. Yeah. I think at that point I was supposed to be maturing just coming off the X-Men's cartoon. And then that came on yeah. TV. So that just negated all of my you know, frontal lobe development. <laughs> now I'm here. <laughs> hey, it was fun and cool. Exactly. You know? yeah. so. <laughs> they got real dark with the Nickelodeon one, though. Oh yeah, yeah. It, like they they ended up at the end of that. No, spoilers for anybody. If you want to stop me now. Oh no. They, no, they ended up. They ended up. Uh, off in Splinter. Mm-hmm. They actually killed oh, off man, Splinter. No. Oh, really? No, yeah, but it was towards the end of the series. They did it really well. He actually came back to defeat Shredder because Shredder had also been off to off and came back. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was weird, but because the thing about it is they gave homage to everything. Yeah, everything yeah. through that was Ninja Turtles. The yeah. the movie, the you know, the series, the comic sure. They the really foods. they respected yeah. it. Yeah, they respected <laughs> it. Then they had the other one that came after it. And they yeah. they lost all respect. Yeah. <laughs> the latest movie? Did you guys even try to watch the latest movie, like the live oh, action one? No. Oh yeah. Oh man, it was. I tried. I just went out of you know respect for the property <laughs> itself, and I was like, uh, what? What's missing here? And then, and then I, I don't really. Uh, bad writing, I guess. You can always blame yeah. bad writing. What's said is. <laughs> As a kid growing up in the '80s, you always want to see rock, uh, bebop, and rock steady. Sure. And then sure. you're like, oh, mm. really? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like you followed the one of the lamest. I thought was one of the lamest plot lines in the series because the second season they were always they were chasing after that crystal that the mm-hmm. alien had left behind. It's like, hey, sure. that'd make a good movie. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Best movie is the 1990 version. Sorry. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I was not aware that it was Henson Studios that helped with the suits, the outfits. I didn't. I they didn't want you to know that either. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it was too violent and he did yeah. not like his name being associated with. But then, like, he makes Dark Crystal and that's like the stuff of nightmares when you're 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, but it did have swords. It, well, wait, yes. yeah, it did. Uh, <laughs> well, that's like the thing when you think about, like, Crane and Body. Like, yeah. Yeah. when they actually that, we're like, wait, that's actually nightmarish. What, yeah, what is he? Yeah, it's, 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 oh, a little brain and a stomach moving that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what another thing that threw me off about the second movie was you had Brad Garrett playing Crane. It's like, no, this is a right. It's supposed to sound like this. It's like, yeah. <laughs> not like this. It's like, no, that's not how I picture my disembodied brains to sound. <laughs> Before he was a brain, he was a jazz singer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I had that movie on on VHS when I was little, and that's one that I oh, watched yeah. ten thousand times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's yeah, interesting yeah. about that is I thought they made the movie because of the animated series. They made the movie separately from the animated series. Like oh. they were making the animated series, but the pr- movie was already in production to go. Yep. They were, oh, yeah. It, it was an independent film, and it kind of you know it. They they were producing it. They were. Bring it out from the comic book. Of course, they didn't go as violent, 
But well, well, I guess they kind of did actually. Kind of think of it, Shredder did end up in <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's strike that. But yeah, it was like a because it came out and that was the height of your craze. So it was kind of a perfect timing. If you ever watch it on the scene where they're fighting in the street at the end, towards right before they get up to the building, you see in the background there's a dump truck, and yeah. you can barely see him. He's real blurry, but that's Kevin Eastman. Oh, <laughs> there's wow. a garbage man. Very cool. Oh, wow. Yeah, very, very cool. Nice trivia. Uh, I got a question I want to throw out for you guys. It kind of dovetails into the martial arts and comic movies and so on. Um, which 90s movie in your mind launched the comic book to film movie craze? Was it The Crow or Blade? I feel like I have to yeah I well I don't I I, I'd want to say crow because I like I like that property just a little bit better but I almost want to say blade because I feel like crow's popularity came in after it got released to you know HD (laughs) HD DVD um (laughs) but uh (laughs) but uh usually you tend your gardens (laughs) but uh but blade I I mean they had a they they I believe they greenlit the sequel directly off of like mm-hmm. theater funding. So I believe like that kind of started the oh, yeah. Blade is longer last. Macro yeah. that cult following will, yeah. will never go away. I think, yeah. I think if, I'm sorry. Uh, well, Crow came out in what ninety four, ninety five, something, something like, like that. that, and Blade came out in ninety seven, ninety seven, mm-hmm. ninety eight. And I mm-hmm. think the reason that they decided to go ahead and make Blade because that was for all intents and purposes, not counting the crow, the first superhero R-rated movie. Oh, sorry, Deadpool. Sorry, Logan. Yeah, and uh, and I think because of the crows, that it did kind of have a minimal success to it, was why they could go ahead and green light yeah. Blade mm-hmm. to bring it out. Well, when was the Spawn movie made? 97 as well. Yeah, not long yeah, after. It was the same yeah. Spawn movie, yeah. yeah. That was a weird time. Weird idea, low budget. Yeah, should have made it rated R. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same so year as Steel with Jack. I, I think. Oh Blade. god! <laughs> oh god! Wow! Wow! Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> um. So Blade to me sort of set the stage, but then this isn't a comic book character, but then Matrix sort of mm. launched a whole new genre that was in that vein of. Crow and Blade, it, and then we got, uh, I guess, X Men One. Yep, and yeah. and that's when we sort of got the elevated form of uh, cinematic interpretation. It wasn't perfected yet. I mean, we didn't get that till Iron Man. But yeah. between that period from X Men One to Iron Man, you sort of had this progression, and people were like, "Hey, you know, I can't believe somebody actually made an X Men movie that." didn't have to explain 150 character backstories right. and how right. all we didn't have like 20 minutes on like specifically ruby quartz well, yeah. <laughs> well, let's not discount the made for tv movie generation x now oh Come yeah on. yeah yeah i think also because uh x-men was following up also on the they had the cartoons that randy had you know the uncanny yeah. x-men and then they had uh, x-men evolution mm-hmm. which yeah. Yeah. Got all the teenagers and uh, kids in my generation like pumped up on mutants, 
And then we got the right. movies at the point where we had money to buy movie tickets. Like, oh, wait, <laughs> this is rad. Oh, they got you. They got you good. But yeah. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, it, guys. It, it was it was all about Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. wondering, like, mm-hmm. like, okay, are they going to do it right? Are they not going to do it right? And I remember when they cast Hugh Jackman and we were all going, wait, he's like leading man guy. Yeah. Wolverine's yeah. supposed to be like, yeah. you know, short, dumpy, ultimate MMA fighter guy. Yeah. And then... Yeah. But it worked, you know, yeah. it, in a weird sort of way. You know, it worked. Yeah. I think probably because it brought in a female audience, you think? <laughs> well, maybe. Well, I, I think we talked about this on a previous episode, but uh, Wolverine as a audience insert character, because he is just a blank slate. He doesn't remember anything prior to, you know, fighting Sabretooth and being brought in by Xavier. So if you need to explain anything, there's Wolverine for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. I love the story of Hugh Jackman going to a Comic Con in Wolverine getup, mm-hmm. and somebody coming up to him and going, hmm, "Nah, not quite." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> well, and for a long time there, thanks to Wizard Magazine, everybody was pushing for Danny DeVito. Oh yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. What? Wow. What's wrong with Woo. you? We always thought Danzig would make a good. Uh, that, yeah, movie. I've heard that <laughs> yeah. one too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or, you know, an unknown sometimes works. I yeah. mean, I, oh, yeah. I know I'm reaching back here, but remember the Rocketeer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Okay, like, great, right? Everybody always gives me that response when yep. I talk about the Rocketeer. It's because it was this brilliant unknown casting. And then, yeah. of course, you got the ultimate great villain, you know, Tim Timothy Dalton and all that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jennifer Connolly. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, but I mean, here you go, and and you've got this cast, and then the leading guy is relatively unknown, but he was perfect, you know. Yeah. So you find yeah. the the role. I think Wolverine would have done well to be that. I mean, it, not to retcon it. I mean, it's fine. It yeah. worked fine. I mean, he played Wolverine for how long? Like fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Did he stop? I think he's still playing. There's, there's <laughs> rumors. Is. Let's put I, it I, that way. There's yeah. rumors. Uh, <laughs> do we? Do yeah, we and, have- do we have audio for who is this John? It's John. Do, We're here. Hey, how y'all doing? John! What? John! Uh, John. Where, where is that? You're what late, John. <laughs> I, am, I am super late. I got out of work super late. Um, hey guys. So hi, I'm hi. on my phone right now. So I got out of work super late. I had to go to the store to get food for the dog. I had to get food for my kid. My phone died. <laughs> so I didn't even let you know it was going to be late. My cord didn't Sounds work. Sounds like a country late. song. <laughs> I know what you're saying. You know, when you play a country western song backwards, you get your dog back, you get your car back, yeah. you get your truck back, you get your wife back. Yeah. Uh, so no, no. So are you trying to say you want us to start over from the beginning? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, Damn, there was no roll it or shut us off. Again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you gotta roll it, come in, shut us down. Because I've been wanting to say hi to Dean for like ever. So, Dean, it is a pleasure to meet you. Huge fan That's... of your work. Thank um, you so much. Same here. I came in when you guys were talking uh, Iron Fist and stuff, but you guys were all on a roll, and I was like. I, I almost interjected a few times, but I was waiting for y'all to see that I was here. So when they were like, Shredder's daughter, I'm like, cry. Because I don't <laughs> know, I couldn't think of her name. <laughs> ah, <laughs> so it's like, I will never forget her name. I did have to throw in the name Jennifer Connelly because she's like yeah. perfect. Jennifer wow. Connelly. Yes. Jennifer <laughs> Connelly. Wow. <laughs> when, when you were talking turtles, Puberty. Um, the original turtle movie one of the gentlemen i think he was Raphael. he could be one of the other three though don't hold it against me was a gentleman named ho sung pak 
He was actually the martial artist that was inside the costume. In the uh, early 90s, somehow the owner got to know him, and he actually did um, a comic book with the owner called Ho Sung Pak's Iron Road. Um, they only did a couple different titles um, under a company named Car name called Cardia Comics. But yeah, so that was kind of like a brush with, uh, you know, the Turtles fame there. Yeah, that's cool. And, uh, that's that, that's that cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that was kind of cool. Uh, what else? You guys were you guys were doing some awesome talking tonight. I was just like, it's been a it's been a great conversation. Yeah, um, yeah it's been. And who, who was so, it that said that the best turtles movie was the uh, the animated one from like two thousand four? Oh, Dean said that. Well, he was talking about the series. Well, yeah, the series or the movie? The series, you know, the animated series that was around yeah. two thousand four. Okay. To me, that had a great tone to it it was just mature enough but still fun enough and they managed to walk the line between cartoon and violence with swords and it worked i don't know how yeah. they did what about the um the animated tm the 3d animated tmnt movie you guys remember that one yeah it was like in the theaters hmm. um yeah where they kind of they were kind of fighting the stone warriors it had a Jonathan Frakes was it Jonathan? No, it was Patrick Stewart. I'm sorry. That was that played the villain, or the oh. the rich guy. Yeah, it was it was basically your continuation off of the live action series. Okay. It, it, it was kind of uh, loosely like basically Leonardo had left the group and Raphael was running around being Raphael, ah, but being great. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it. I, the, the thing about them, that was the last movie that a company called Studio Imagi put out. Um, they were the ones who did the animation. And they were the next... Uh, I see Dean nodding. He's like, yes, I can validate what this young man is saying. Thank you. <laughs> um, they were going to put out next... Wait, 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 I don't think he was thinking young. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you guys remember, uh, it's so many different names. The United States, we got it in 1978 as Battle of the Planets. Then 1985, it was rebooted as G-Force. Originally in the early 70s, it was Gotcha Man from uh, Japan. Uh, my first introduction to anime, my favorite introduction to anime. Um, I've got the laser discs. Oh, oh, when somebody said HD DVD, I almost peed myself because I've got the HD DVD players. You guys know I've got like dozens of laser disc players. Yes. So like, like, Old media. But anyway, so Studio Imagi, after TMNT, their next project was supposed to be a Battle of the Planets, you know, based, you know, Gotcha Man uh, movie that looked like that TMNT art, but they went under too fast. Kind if you look that. on YouTube, you could find some test footage, though. Um, it okay. looked really sweet. It would have been really, oh, really okay. Cool. So that's My first, that's just dovetailing to that, my, my first introduction to anime that I really got into was Akira! Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember Akira. Classic. Yes, Classic. Yeah. Yeah, in uh, Tetsuo! Tetsuo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome, man. Um, awesome. The comics uh, I was working in, because I worked in a couple ones, uh, the one that I was talking about with the Hosung Pack connection, they would play Akira in there all the time, and I wound up buying the soundtrack to that because it was so cool. And just um, the, the part of the soundtrack in the store where they're about to go up against the clowns, you know, that was just like that beat is just oh my god. That's it is good. Amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm reliving that now as you say that. The the other the other anime that, that sticks with me from those that a little later is uh, Ninja Scroll. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How cool was Ninja Scroll, man? That was uh, that was bizarre. 
You know, it's just so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of a, just a little bizarre. Like, and you're kind of going, what? Bizarre. what just happened? But yeah. this is still cool. But what just happened? Should I be watching this kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it one of those things. That's yeah. not when I watched Claymore. It's like, I don't, what? <laughs> Claymore. <laughs> when, when, now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, I wonder how, like, the comic store owner, like, had so many connections because he wasn't, like, a big comic book guy. There were two guys that owned the store. One was like a silent partner with the money. The other one was a comic guy. So it was a silent partner who wound up taking it over eventually, um, which rolls into Dean talking about like your first introduction to anime made me think of my first published work ever. If anybody wants to track it down, it's worth nothing now. But if I find it now left later, because they'll be written on, um, there was a, um, a book that came out called Manga Newswatch Quarterly. So this would have been in the early 90s, done by a gentleman named uh, Mark Panicia. Mark Panicia. Yes. If anybody knows that name, he's a big editor at Marvel now. At Marvel, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um, Dan, the comic store owner, knew Mark somehow, and Mark had been self-publishing for a long time. He had a company called Pyramid Comics. Then he did this one, I think it was underneath New Media is what he called it. And so the first issue, it was all about like uh, interviews and news clips. And I did my first published thing was a um, review of Robotech to the Sentinels. And then for another issue, I actually, and this is like when like it was phones and everything, um, I got to call Tim Eldred and talk about Captain Harlock and his work on that. Oh, oh, um, wow. I, I literally almost threw up as I was dialing him. I was so nervous. I'm like, oh my God, there's a comic book for me. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then to my form, and y'all have known me, you know, I'm here for about a year now. Um, you know, like I said, the wondrously tardy John. Uh, the yeah. next review that I was doing uh, for Mark was a review on Vampire Hunter D. Uh, and no. that got turned in late. So he had somebody else do one, but he was able to squeeze mine into the same issue. And he's like, and here's an alternate take. And I'm like, oh, thanks for putting that in there. That's cool. <laughs> but, you know, even though it was super late. So, but yeah, so uh, that's, that's kind of some of my early times with some of that stuff. Oh, oh, and the other thing, I don't think I've ever mentioned this here. Um, sorry, I've kind of taken over. Uh, I missed you all. I missed you all so much. Um, you guys mentioned Wizard Magazine and everything that Wizard gave us. Do you remember um, Hero Illustrated? Yes. Okay, Hero Illustrated was put out by a company called Sendai Publishing that was housed out of Lombard, Illinois. So the comic book store I was working in that I've been talking about all day, um, they had another location in Yorktown Mall, also in Lombard. So all the guys from Sendai, and they also did like EGM, Electronic Gaming Monthly, they'd come in, they'd buy the comics from us. They That's where I was like, oh, they got Gotcha Man Laserdiscs because some guys were buying those out of previews. So I'm like, I'll never have that money. Um, they're the ones who put out Hero. And it was actually kind of cool. Um, I got called in for my first professional interview when I was in college from the owner of Sendai who had, I want to say it was a Lamborghini. It was, it was one of those high-end cars. And they wow. offered me the assistant editor job on Hero Illustrated before it came out. So like before it even launched, they offered me assistant editor. I was in college, living at home, rent-free. My parents said, no way in hell. I'm like, I could take classes at night. I want to do this. <laughs> so I did not get the, I did not take the job, unfortunately. Um, you know, fortunately, the magazine didn't last as long as they wanted it to. Neither did the company. So, But if you were there, John. What's that? 
if you had been there, you know, I could have been, I could have been that deciding factor, you know? Um, and so since it's not like a thing anymore, uh, one of the things that they did share with me during the interview, they didn't have the name hero illustrated yet. They were going to originally call themselves Warhawk because Warhawks kill wizards. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Oh boy! Oh boy! That, that was that was what was told to me. So I can neither confirm nor deny. I have not googled <laughs> it since like Google's been a thing. Uh, but yeah, so so to bring hey, us full circle and like share what? Wait. Can we can we let see Michael say goodnight and 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 I'm shutting up now. Talk okay. himself. No, I don't. I don't want to. Sh- I don't want you to shut up. Oh, no, 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 please, please, please. please. Say good night and then say good night and, and sign off. I just yeah, I have to go watch some anime with my daughter because yes. so uh, good night. Uh, night. Of course, I'm St. Michael Lanning. Look for me on Facebook Wednesday night here. Uh, other stuff. So just and your, your your Friday show, Friday show weekend it at uh, eleven Eastern, ten Central uh, every Friday and uh, comics news brunch, comics you, book brunch on Sunday. You and Tommy, you, you and have Tommy. unlimited mimosas. Oh, you want? Oh, you want to do that whole Tommy thing now? Tommy, you and Tommy teased. You're teasing uh, us. Oh, I didn't know I could yeah. say anything, Tommy. So, was, can we say anything? Yeah, say it. Oh, well. big news! Big news! Say it. We seen. We seen. Uh, see, Michael and I are getting married. Yeah. <laughs> it says we're both married anyway. Coming to Florida, Disney World, running down the castle. Uh. So Tommy is now the new inker on the rejects. All right. Ooh, that's exciting. Nice. Yeah. There so we'll we be go. Showing some of that stuff uh, probably in the next week or two. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be some seeing it. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, we'll be awesome. sitting there during the live stream. You see me going, oh my gosh, I can't believe I drew it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, then you can tell me how to fix whatever you need. You me. Can... <laughs> it's a All match right. made in heaven. All right. Thank yeah. you, C. Michael. Go enjoy right. some anime. Thank you for being night, here. Yo. Okay, love uh, you, bye. But Tim, 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 you were you were uh, bring, bring us back full circle. Uh, yep. John mentioned Mark uh, Panicia, who was an editor at Malibu Comics. Malibu Comics from 1994 ran a Mortal Kombat series, Mortal Kombat, a series entirely yeah. on martial arts and fighting. Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine Silverline.